0: What up, Oasis people? What up, check us out with the new mics. Fancy. Oh, they are so Hopefully pretty. Hopefully, they sound good. I think they probably will. Yeah, you know, I imagine so. I have—I literally have no idea what happens tech-wise. <laughs> Once it leaves here, it is above my head. <laughs> like, I just speak into the little box thing, and I hope it turns out okay. But Dylan gets yeah. it. I think you get it a little bit, yeah. Which puts For me at part. a significant disadvantage <laughs> sitting at this table. But That's they in look, the middle. Th- there you go. <laughs> I'm balanced. Yep. Yeah, there's one there on each side. But new mics, hopefully they sound good. Just trying to make it so we can get you guys the the best audio we possibly can. There you go. Plus, it was time for new mics. We're using yep. other mics in other places. And yeah, so, they were all over the place. Yeah, it'll be great. Uh, yeah. Let's
1: dive in. Let's do let's it. Do what do you got for us? So we are going to tackle new series. The new final series, series of 2021-22. 20, yes. Yes.
0: School year. I'm trying to think when this podcast is going to come out. I can't remember exactly. It should
1: be the Tuesday
2: before, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: think this will be the 22nd. Maybe you're listening after that. Yeah. But the 27th. Yeah. That's we're starting a brand new is, series. Yeah. Brand new series. Software update. Let's go. So,
1: if we're going to talk about software and updating, what's your first computer memory? Hmm.
0: Hmm. You better go first. I oldest. am the oldest in the room. <laughs>
2: when I was sharing like where my mind went immediately, the games that I used to play... These guys didn't know them. No, so no, no, no. You knew one, one of the four that I listed. <laughs> so I don't know if that's because I'm old or if I just had really niche games. So if you're listening or watching and you've played this games, comment or something because yeah, yeah. I need to know that I'm not alone. Okay, my favorite game was called Zoom Beanies, and they were like these little. They looked like blueberries, and I don't even remember what you did in the game. Now
0: I got to Google Zoom Beanies. Zoom I feel, Beanies. I don't feel like I looked this one up. Um, super fun.
2: Freddy Fish. That's the one that they knew. That's yeah, cool Freddy Fish, Fish was, was legit. The that was it. Yeah. But then Putt-Putt, which I feel like was maybe the same creators as Freddy Fish. I don't know. It seemed very similar to okay. me. Like artistic-wise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Putt-Putt, not like mini golf, but it was a game with cars. And then Carmen Sandiego was a classic. She was a spy. It was kind of like computer like... site. Wasn't Carmen Sandiego
1: the spy kids? Or am oh. I losing it?
2: Her name was Carmen, but what was her last name? I don't name? know. No, it was um. Oh, it's on the tip of my Rodrigo. Tongue. No,
1: no, that's Olivia. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Carmen and Junie Cortez. Cortez, ah, that's it. That's what
1: I'm talking about. Yes, Dylan. No. What about you? What do you got? Um, mine. I'm the youngest of the group, so yeah. but I feel You're like I still I I've still fit in this <laughs> this category. Of was in my parents' basement. We had like this old desk and. Had the old Gateway dinosaur computer. Like the thing was beige, mm-hmm. dusty, as boring as you can get, huge as well. And best part was dial-up internet so anytime you turn that thing on oh yeah fans going like crazy <laughs> like when you sounds start like doing the wrong things off. on your macbook <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah yeah nowadays yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> most of the time when we're up in the loft you hear one of those but <laughs> <Yeah. somebody's laughs> something's who's, taking who's computer's off about to explode <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then yeah dial-up internet the the sounds of that just take you back mm-hmm. and then yeah yelling at someone just when they're on back. the phone because yeah. you can't get on the internet oh mm-hmm. yeah and then yeah i was a big fan of greetings workshop Which was, you made greeting cards? (laughs) That was (laughs) your game? Oh, for sure. How old? (laughs) Oh, I I was probably in elementary
0: school. (laughs) It was probably... You probably cooked up some fire, yeah. though, was I your creative like ability. Yeah. I'm
2: picturing like a six-year-old Dylan sorry. just, just the, sitting at the computer creating greeting yeah. cards. <laughs> just Hallmark
0: cards out the for wazoo for sure. this guy, it. Dylan.
2: I feel like you need to go find the ones you made. I don't know how the heck you would do that. Not they probably happening. don't exist. They no. exist somewhere. On a floppy
0: drive somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That's oh, crazy. Yeah. I just yep. would
2: love to see what they look like. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. For me, I remember we had a huge computer hutch. We put a computer in it. And a whole hutch? Like, there was a huge hutch. it was wow. yeah, It was massive. Uh, then you know, there's a computer in it, and we would play the Disney Channel games. You just oh, went yeah, on Disney yeah, Disney dot com. Zach and com. Cody, Zach and yep. Cody yep. you played you would, You're too. like going around on like the cart or yeah. Lilo yeah. and Stitch. Oh, I think yeah. there was a fire one for that. Like yeah. we just were on Disney going hard, but my parents <laughs> limited it. They like would only That's let us smart. play. Yeah, it was smart. You know, mm. even back then, they were like, "Yeah, we're, we're trying to protect you from the digital." But
1: <laughs> I feel like all three of us here probably remember when YouTube first came out, 2006. Yeah.
0: Maybe. What were you, eight? I don't know. I don't want to reveal this information.
2: (laughs) (laughs) How old were you, Dylan? Six. Oh,
0: let's go. 2000, maybe? Yep. That's crazy. That's That's wild. blows my mind. All right, let's get into it. (laughs) What are we doing?
1: So we are just going to talk a little bit about the basis of where we're coming with the whole idea of software update, what it means. So the series is mental health. So if we're talking software and computers, what in the world does it have to do with mental health?
0: Yeah, it's a great question. Uh, There's a book out there and why we're all freaking out, why we don't have to. It's a book by David Marvin. He is the pastor of The Porch down in Texas, a young adult ministry that's huge and, and does a lot of really cool things. And as I was preparing for this mental health series, I knew I wanted to just read wide and deep from a lot of different places and so i read a ton of different books i think i read like six or seven different books and i made sure like there were different authors females males science religion i just wanted a a breadth of information and he opens his book with this analogy and he talks about how computers when they break down there's usually one of two things going on the first reason most computers break down is it's a software problem That something in the system is running funky and it just needs to be rebooted, it needs to be rewired, it needs to be fixed so that the programs or the things it's trying to do can run smoothly again. That's what happens internally to a computer. The second thing that he says could also happen to computers is there's a hardware problem. Your mouse breaks, the battery dies, it's physical problems within the computer that's not happening, like it just won't run the way it's supposed to. And he took that analogy of how a computer functions and he applied it to the human brain. That when we look at mental health issues, we're seeing both of those. Mm-hmm. That sometimes we have software problems. That the mental health things that we're struggling with are spiritual. They're psychological. It's happening in our mind. And it's just we're, we're entering into programs. We're running software. We're, we're getting into habits and patterns of thought that are unhealthy. And they're not running the way we need to. And so we need to step back and reorient and rewind and reprogram our the way of our thinking so that we can do that. Otherwise, sometimes we have hardware issues. Mm -hmm. And this is one where it's like right away, you might be shocked that the church is willing to (laughs) say, yes, there are some people who are struggling with the uh, the physical, I'm gonna try and say this word right, physiological. Yep. Yes. Yes. Good job. So physiological (laughs) nature of their makeup and their brain, that the chemical levels are just off and, and there's medicine and doctors and treatment for that. And it's both. Yeah. Some people have software, problems and some people have hardware issues that they're dealing with and so as as a culture we need to recognize that and when it comes to what we're going to do with this series is we're going to focus explicitly on the software stuff because i am not a licensed clinical psychologist i am not a doctor and neither are either of you at the table unless you have like (laughs) really hidden lives somewhere (laughs) That we not don't. Have time for that. I I can't run the studies, the MRIs, the different things. I can't do and and mm-hmm. tell you if you need medication or not. I'm not capable. What I can do is from the Word of God, I can speak into the uh, the spiritual and the psychological problems in which we're dealing with as a as a generation of people. Mm-hmm. That the software issues, the patterns that we've gotten stuck in of how we think and how we use our time and how we think uh, use our minds. That we can speak into, and God mm-hmm. has a ton of awesome things to say there.
2: Yeah. Whew. That was a lot. it's that so was good. good i love that analogy so much yeah it's like, so helpful yeah
0: and and i'm just grateful for david marvin to his wife is a psychologist um she's a counselor and so she was able they were partnering together to help write this book and i'm sure she helped him mm-hmm. like in the in the creation of this metaphor there is spirituality and uh yeah. like the world secular psychology and that's beautiful like that's yeah. how it
2: needs to be they go together they're not mutually exclusive no. always no
0: no mm.
1: uh-uh. yeah i remember so this good. was like the last series that we were halfway through, over halfway through the first semester without even a plan of what we were going to do with this mm-hmm. series. We just knew we mm-hmm. needed this to speak on mental health. Yeah. And as soon as you brought up that, that illustration, we're like, this is it. That's we got to run with it. Yeah. Okay. This is what we got to so do. Mm-hmm. So sweet. Um, now that we have the basis of what we're running with for the idea of software update, what does it mean to look back into what Culturist said about you know, mental health? What does Christi- Christianity say about mental health? What does that look like?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. You want to go for
2: it? Yeah. Part of the struggle that I think sometimes we've seen, um, I'll speak for in the church, is that we haven't navigated this conversation very well um, for a lot of time. And I think that we're at a place where now it's becoming so prevalent just in general for people Mm -hmm. and in our culture that the church can no longer skirt around the issue or or. I, I would call it out and say sometimes teach poorly. Hmm. Um, and so as this continues to be a rising problem, uh, mental health, I mean, we did a podcast on the rising issue of mental health. Um, I don't remember what you called it. It was a weird title. I In- uh, increasing mental health, increasing issues. Mental health yeah. issues. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wait, what? Um, but- part of the problem or how the church has responded in the past is to just give these plithy statements Mm. that sound great, but aren't really helpful, you know, pray more or just have more faith or stop sinning and your mental health will go away or just be happy and smile and you won't be depressed. And like, I've been on the opposite end of receiving that. And I can tell you, and probably a lot of people listening, Mm. that's not helpful. It's not as simple as that, um, whether it's a software issue or um, a hardware issue. Um, and so, what we're excited for in this series is to to look into scripture and to teach what does the Bible actually say, what actual, practical, real, helpful things does God have for us mm-hmm. that we can step into that can help us p- specifically with software issues, um, but that can help us have these handholds to be able to fight back against the attack that Satan is is putting on our minds. Um, and so, yeah, that's what we're hoping to do. For sure.
0: And- and even when it comes to some of those like pithy statements like yeah. you said those people probably mean well yeah yeah, oh, yeah. Absolutely. you know we don't want to say that the church even if we we've historically kind of taught it wrong and there's mm-hmm. probably been pastors there's, since the yeah, beginning of time who have taught done it really right. well yeah, you yeah. know but a majority seems to the narrative mm-hmm. seems to be that it hasn't been taught well and it's probably coming from a right heart yeah. that they want usually we we want people to flourish mm-hmm. it's just we just don't always have the yeah. knowledge and, and the know-how in order to step into that So Mm -hmm. yeah, that's exactly what we're going to do when it comes to this scriptural series is we're going to take what the Bible says, like each and every week, you're going to see, we take exactly what scripture says and we open it up to show God wants us to thrive here. Yeah. And he has given us the tools to do it. We just have to grasp them again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sweet. So we got four weeks coming up
1: in this series. So we're not slacking anywhere when it comes to this. (laughs) We're going to (laughs) tackle- Four weeks. Let's go. Three weeks on anxiety. (laughs) So this is a huge problem that we see like all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah um i mean you get to see all the connection cards how much do you think is mental health related? Oh,
0: i mean it, it, either from the person writing it or from on behalf of someone else it's a lot you know and in, even when we went back to the the last podcast jana was referencing you see it in varying scales across all people mm-hmm. there's very rarely a time right now where you're going to find someone who doesn't battle worry like everybody's yeah. worrying and stressed or More severely this level level of anxiety that can Mm -hmm. be clinical and can be um, uh, destructive or it can can throw out of your, it can take apart your life rhythm. And Mm -hmm. that's when it's like, okay, we really need to deal with this. When it's just worry and stress, that's a normal, healthy part Part of life. life, That's just something. And this series can teach into that too. Mm -hmm. Don't get that wrong. But it's when it starts to disrupt your everyday living, that is something we need to deal with. We can't just exist there. That will tear us apart. So it's a lot. I don't know statistics-wise, but...
1: But yeah, and then that last week, we're going to tackle just the topic of depression, which we'll get into later, more of what that will look like. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But first of all, what is just anxiety?
0: Yeah, that's good. Yeah. When it comes to the biblical idea of anxiety, again, everything we're teaching here is from the Bible. And and culture has a lot to say here, and we're not going to neglect some of that, but Mm -hmm. we want to know, we want to teach into what we know. And so, this idea of anxiety. When you look at the word that's anxiety throughout the the New Testament, the Greek word you, used there. And I'm going to butcher this, but it's marinal? Yeah, Did I say that. I think so. Yeah, awesome. pretty, close. Think pretty close. I mean, pretty close. Yeah. Okay, Marinau is this Greek word used to to say anxiety? So, if you are flipping through your New Testament and you come across a passage like Matthew six, Philippians four, Luke ten, when you were to if you were to go to look at the original language, which is Greek, that comes that helps us translate to the English. When you look at that, that word marinao there means to dwell on or to ponder fearful or anxious thoughts. The reason this is so key is when we teach it poorly, if we teach mm-hmm. it wrong, we tell people don't have anxious thoughts. Yeah. We tell them, stop having anxious thoughts. And that's like telling someone that's afraid to not be afraid. Mm-hmm. Like, that doesn't help. You know, it's just not, <laughs> yeah. that's not the solution. But the Bible's not saying that. Even when Paul says, do not be anxious about anything, he's not saying don't have an anxious thought. He's using this word Maranaho there that says, don't dwell on anxious thoughts. Don't make your camp there. Don't sit there and ponder consistently fearful, anxious thoughts. That's mm-hmm. the biblical narrative. That Someone needs to hear that right now. And we need to preach that consistently. Yeah. That it is okay to have an anxious thought. That is part of what it means to be human and live in a broken world. Don't stay there. Mm-hmm. Don't get stuck in it. Don't just consistently come back and murmur and meditate and 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 think on that anxious thought. That's unhealthy. That's where the Bible is going to lead us to life when it tells us not to do something like that. Yeah, does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Marinao,
2: Marinao. It's kind of like a flipped R, but that's kind of hard to do. So, in our, in our midwestern accent people always ask they're like as a
0: pastor do you have to learn greek and some people do like some people some do people, yeah. yeah that's like part of their like ordination and process i i we don't have to and yeah. so i'm okay with that for now <laughs> because uh, i still get to learn through uh, just the resources we have yeah absolutely but no i do not know how to pronounce that word correctly and that is okay that's okay so jana what do you got when it comes to anxiety yeah we're we gonna teach on
2: yeah let's look at let's first dive into philippians 4 Uh, verses four through nine and this is a teaching that paul is giving to the church and um Philippi, and he gives him this encouragement. He says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, it If anything or is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. And so that's a lot. But what Paul is teaching here is this idea of mindfulness—to be aware of the thought patterns that you have. And Brennan kind of already touched on this. Um, But what's I think interesting and unique about this is that there's actually a new, newer kind of psychological. The uh, therapy practice yeah. called cognitive behavior therapy, which is literally what Paul has already been teaching. Um, but we've rediscovered it and and put some kind of secular language to it not saying that that's a bad thing um but to take captive the thoughts to think about what are our thought patterns what are we dwelling on um what is continually going through our minds and then cognitive behavior therapy says okay how do we change some of those ingrained and learned patterns of thought and behavior to um, address the negative things going on and then replace them and so paul says um all that—that list of things: what's true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, and praiseworthy. Those are the things that you should be dwelling on. That should be continually um, being pattered into your mind. Um, and so that's a big part of what it looks like to shift and and reprogram the software of our minds that mm-hmm. we'll get into in. Maybe that first week.
0: Yeah, so if March we're 27th, we're yeah. diving straight into straight that. In. And, and this is this is scratching the surface yeah. of what Paul has said here. And when you, when you come, I hope you're able to join us or join us online on the 27th. You're going to see that there is so much there for us mm-hmm. to do. Yeah. Not just to know, not just to learn, but to do, to mm-hmm. battle, and to fight in mental health. So yeah. we'll keep rolling. Uh, Matthew 6 is the next passage of text we're going to do the next week. And it's verses 25 through 34, so I'll read it to you. It says, Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, or about your body and what you will wear. Is life not more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds in the air. They do not reap or sow or stow away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers in the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all of his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grasses of the field, which are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry saying, what shall I eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. And this is a teaching of Jesus that comes in the Sermon on the Mount. So we spend a little bit of time in the Sermon on the Mount in this last series, Cultural Quicksand. But in this next one, what Jesus is doing here is, is mind-blowing. It's so good that he is standing in this field, teaching to this group of people, and he starts to look around at the different things in his environment. And he says, look at the field. Look at what's right next to you. Look at the flowers there. And he reorients the perspective of the people there in order to help them battle anxiety. That one of the things we need to do, the tangible nature of how we can battle anxiety is to find new perspective. That so many of the things we're anxious and worried about, they're they're built on like a falsehood, like a what if kind of like, oh man, what if, what if, what if. And then we go down that train of thought and we lead ourselves to a place that's really unhealthy because we've started on, okay, what if I can't pay rent? And then I'm going to be on the curb. And then mm-hmm. I'm going to be not not going to have any friends, not have any family, not have any future. And all of a sudden we're, we're down this rat race and Jesus calls them. He says, okay, stop, pause, reorient, find new perspective. Look at the birds. Look at nature. Look at how God has done this. Does he not care for you more? Mm-hmm. And he roots our perspective back in a heavenly father who one is capable to care for us. Yeah. That that's one of the things that comes so so, like, we need so bad when it comes to our relationship to the, to the Father is we need to learn to trust him, that he is capable. He can care for us. That will help us battle anxiety. And the next one is it ties in some of Peter 5, 7. It's cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Mm-hmm. That the perspective shift that Jesus is teaching us here is not just that God is trustworthy, but he's trustworthy and he loves you. That, that changes the way we can interact in this life. If the God of all creation in the universe loves us, cares for us, and is able to change and to be a part of our situation, it's, un- it's unreal. It's yeah. super beautiful. So, so good. We've already got two down. Dylan, you want to crush the last one? Let's yeah, so we're
1: headed into Luke 10, verses 38 through 42, and it says, As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he had said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, why don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things. And so the thing that really Jesus is tackling here is, is that Mary just sat and was just with and present. And we'd even probably call that, she was just abiding in Jesus, mm-hmm. just yeah. abiding in his presence, where Martha was so worried about everything literally everything else in the house was prioritized over Jesus. So like, you know, whether it may be a meal that she was prepping the house, cleaning, you know, whatever it may be, like she was wrapped up in everything else and wasn't willing to just prioritize the time with the father. Yeah. And so, I mean, we even see this now of like, where are your priorities? Mm-hmm. Like when it comes to the things that, you know, affect your mental health so frequently, like, How are your relationships? Like, are you prioritizing them in the right way? Like, how are we prioritizing, you know, like school over faith, you know, stuff like that. And so I think wherever wherever you come back to however you prioritize, like, it's going to have a huge effect. And like Jesus says, like, Mary just had to sit at his feet Mm -hmm. and that's all she needed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I think we need to just press right back into that.
0: Yeah. And that's so good. I mean, when Mary chooses Jesus... It's not that the other things don't matter. Yeah. Like exactly mm-hmm. what you're saying. Like, cu- culturally, what Martha was doing was right. Yeah. yeah. Like, it was expected that the woman would take care of Jesus when yep. he showed up. He was the teacher, the rabbi. And so she was cooking, cleaning, doing all the things she needed to do. And Jesus just said, right now, that's not important. What's important is you're with me. And he, he reprioritizes and he shifts yeah. that. And so much of us, yeah, we're on the hustle and the hurry of trying to find success and status and fulfillment and, and jobs and school and relationships and Instagram. And like we just run this race to try and make all these things perfect when Jesus says, you need me. Yeah. Come to me. Mm-hmm. The rest of the stuff is good, but it's only good if it finds its right orientation under me. Yeah. That is wild. So good. <laughs> and And so these are three ideas we'll do. Uh, in in the coming weeks. Each one will will break down in a week and again, scratching the surface here, we're going to take it super way deeper than all of these things and give really tangible uh, handholds for us to be able to, to transform mm-hmm. our thinking and our lives. But what about the last one? What so, are we going to do when it comes to depression?
1: I mean, we just talked about three weeks of anxiety. Mm-hmm. And so depression is this, or medically can be described as often caused by prolonged anxiety. Mm-hmm. So if we're going to spend three weeks on anxiety, I mean prolonged anxiety <laughs> leads to depression. Yeah. And so I mean, we just need to wrestle with like, all right, if you're already past the anxiety, like you've already had enough anxiety in your life that it's led to a place of depression, that this is something that we also need to talk about. Cause not only just changing depression or pushing back against anxiety in the way that we live our life is gonna help with depression. Mm-hmm. Like it's gonna help the mm-hmm. dep- probably the addition of, but Depression is still a problem on its own. Yeah, for sure. And of course, like we know the answers through the Bible, through Jesus, but there's also people in the Bible that really struggled with depression. Mm-hmm. So who were they? Yeah.
0: I would say the first one that we, well, maybe not the first chronologically, but the first one that comes to my mind is the story of David. Like David, when you look at his life, struggled with depression. Like Mm -hmm. if you want to find examples of this, flip through the Psalms Mm -hmm. that David did not write all of the Psalms, but he wrote a good portion of them. And in there, there is this rawness, this tangibility of his emotions pouring out to God where he is in a place where if it was written today and you got Mm -hmm. this poem, you'd be like, this person needs help. David was struggling and he was not okay, but it was Mm -hmm. okay for him to not be okay. And God still used him mightily and brought him to a place of health. So, David's yeah. the first one I think of.
2: Yeah. Another one I think of is Job, and that's just such a crazy yeah. book of the Bible <laughs> yeah. of, like, literally everything he has is taken from mm-hmm. him. He has nothing. He probably is the person that has the most right to, like, feel the way he yep. feels yeah. and to be in the place he's at. But even in the midst of that, even in the midst of friends pushing back against him and, and, and calling it, like, just hard situations and he's depressed – he still trusts God and leans in and and trusts that God is working things together. Mm -hmm. Um, and so there's an example to learn there. Um,
1: even. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think Dylan? Even Jeremiah, like dude also still struggled, but was a major prophet, led a ton of people. He was able to preach and teach to a ton of people. Mm -hmm. And so that even though he was struggling, like he still trusted in the father, he still was, uh, He still trusted in God's will. (laughs) He was
0: active to be a part of it, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so yeah, Yeah, like Jeremiah spends his whole life preaching to the people, and they never turn back. Yeah, Mm -hmm. he never gets to see the fruit of that, and you see some of that play up in in the the way he writes Lamentations. Yeah, and he is just lamenting this Mm -hmm. call that God has given. It, 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 but yeah, that one. Or I would maybe add just like Jonah. (laughs) <laughs> Jonah's maybe a bad example of how to go through it, but, but
2: sometimes that's helpful. Yeah, sometimes
0: <laughs> that's helpful. Like, look at the way Jonah's story finishes. When we watch the Veggie Tell story, it's like, oh, it's like good and happy because we have to end it on a happy note. When you read the book of Jonah, that does not end happy. Mm-mm. Jonah says curse me and kill me. Like I would rather die than see the people of Nineveh like flourish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is where Jonah is at in his life. Like that is that is severe depression. He's suicidal, some would even say as he mm-hmm. sits on that cliff and God is doing a work in front of him. So these are examples of just biblical characters and you could add even Elijah there is one of the really good examples of people who struggled with depression. And like Dylan was saying, the reason we're going to teach three weeks on anxiety is this seems to be a route for a lot of people that can lead to depression. That if mm-hmm. we're not willing to address anxiety, then it can lead to a point when it's prolonged, unaddressed, when we're having our lives disrupted by anxious thoughts and meditating and dwelling in those. It leads mm-hmm. to a place where we lose hope yeah. and we lose joy. So, you can absolutely get to depression without the anxiety route mm-hmm. there that can happen for people can happen. that's
2: usually a hardware issue yeah. more than a software yeah. issue
0: but when it, when when we're teaching into it, this is how we 're going to lead it is anxiety mm-hmm. is a huge route that if it's not addressed, it can lead to depression, and we want to speak on both yeah. and, and mental health goes beyond just these yeah. two like we want to say that too we we have limited time and limited resources, and so we only get to speak on some things, but we want to make sure to be able to hit the things that we see our people struggling with the most mm-hmm. yeah. One yeah. one thing that uh, I just want to end on is the beauty of, of what we're hoping for here, that over the last couple of months, honestly, mm-hmm. everybody on this team and our leadership team has put prayer towards this series. Yeah. Like if I could throw out every other series <laughs> to preach this series, I would. And that's not saying I don't value and I don't think those other series are incredibly important. Like we've spent a lot of time investing in those, but what God is going to bring through this series of software update, what the words he has for our people to deal with the things we are right now struggling with, it's going to be unreal. Like God's spirit wants to do a work in his people. And I am just so excited to sit back and watch him do and bring Mm -hmm. healing bring transformation, bring just a redemption to his people through his word. And I I hope if you're coming to the series or being a part of it, that you have that same expectation that the God of all creation wants to meet you and bring you healing. That's Mm -hmm. his heart. That's his desire. So
2: I also, I just thought of this too. There will be people who will come to this series who may not struggle with mental health.
0: Yeah, for sure.
2: And I think probably one of the best things or the best encouragement that I could give maybe you is you, you come and you say, I'm not struggling. I don't have a clinical diagnosis. Like, Come with a heart ready to learn and to receive to understand the people around you who do. Because mm-hmm. um, some of the greatest blessing I've seen in my life is that people that say, hey, I'm going to come alongside you as you're struggling yeah. and yeah. just care and love for you. And the people who don't understand and don't get it—if and if you've never experienced anxiety or depression—it could be hard to understand. You want to give that easy answer of like, "Well, just pray more, just be yeah, happy." Yeah, like, yeah. you don't get it, you, you can't, and yeah. that's okay. Mm-hmm. But become with a heart ready to receive and to learn that you can care for those in your for life sure. better. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, that's so good. That's my quick. Category. What a great place to end. <laughs> yeah, and I even, yeah,
1: yeah, I even think like, what a, also a mindset to keep throughout any series, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, like we good. also struggle with like oh yeah i just come to Sundays like like what's god got for me Mm. like but let this be a teaching moment not only for you but like i know plenty of people in my life that have struggled with mental health that i care enough about them i have a love and compassion on them that i want to care for them Mm -hmm. and i don't have the capabilities and understanding of mental health to be able to speak into a lot of their like Mm -hmm. situations and so i know like i'm so excited for this series because like I get an opportunity to teach. I'm a teacher. Like I see an opportunity to teach. I'm running straight yeah. after it. So like, this is a great opportunity that I'm so excited about to learn and to come alongside and to teach and to shepherd and just yeah. to love and have compassion on people. So, epic. yeah. Sweet. So, yeah.
0: That's it. That's it. That's good. The That's series is coming. Peak. March 27th, we're going to serve food at 7, series at 8. You can join us online or in person. We'd love to see you in any way. If you've yeah. got questions or if you want to even get a little pre work in, go ahead and read <laughs> the text, study it, yeah. grab some commentary yeah. work, watch a couple other sermons because the more we put into it, the more we can get out of it. And so we are excited for this and we will see you soon. Peace out. Bye. Bye. Bye.